0: Welcome back to our newest episode of Let's Talk. I am Dr. Bats, your host, and I'm here in the studio with Sadie Sadiq Sise. Sadie's one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. We're here to talk about his lived experience with high-conflict co-parenting, and also he's the author of the book Hiccups and Healing. One thing that comes to mind when I think of you, Sadie, is someone told me the other day that uh, every word from Sadie feels like a hug. You just have that kind of... Uh, impression you leave that imprint on people of love
1: and peace, right? Right, right. I tried to.
0: You had a you had a title. What was it? The
1: something of peace. Uh they call me the poet of peace. The, the poet, poet of, of peace. peace.
0: <laughs> well peace, brother. <laughs> right. Welcome, welcome to thank to, you to join us. Thank so you. So you, you tell tell us about tell the listeners about Sadie Sadiq Sise.
1: Uh so more or less my again, I'm Sadie Sadiq Sise. I am Uh, the author, as he has said, the author of Hiccups and Healing, uh, Moving Beyond High Conflict Co-Parenting. For the past 10 years, I have been all about community building uh, and I've always carried this solution-oriented mindset. So I've always been trying to find ways that I can contribute positively to society. Uh, Growing up, in a family, and well, coming from a family of a similar stature, where my great grandfather, my grandfather, my uncles—they all—they all led a movement in Islam under the tariqa of uh, the tariqa Tijani. And so, just seeing how my lineage, you know, they all have represented peace in community and mm. community building. I. Sought out to, you know, live in that same light. So, uh, that's more or less what I've been up to for these past years. You know, I've experienced working at a variety of different nonprofits in school settings, uh, working with youth. And from my experience, I had come to realize just helping people is a part of my my purpose in life. You know. Wow. And with that being said, I personally say that my personal mission statement is to inspire at least 10 million people before I die, you know. To inspire.
0: You got you to gotta pause with that one. <laughs> to inspire at least 10 million people before
1: you die. Exactly. Exactly. That's powerful. Because you know, uh, if you Google uh, Shakerim Yes, you look at the, peop- the amount of people that he has impacted across the world. It's up to like a hundred million. Mm. You know, so I'd like to at least get to ten million. Mm. You know what I mean? So, so this is in your DNA. It's in my DNA. Exactly.
0: Inspiration, love, all these things run through your blood. Right. Now you told us. Whose shoulders you stand on, and you told us where you're going, what the goal is, but what about the journey? This, this, I can't imagine that this has been an easy journey for you.
1: Right. So the journey has been, <laughs> the journey has been quite special to say the least. Uh, you know, life itself it has its ups and downs. It'll take you on a roller coaster. I've been everywhere, you know, I've been everywhere. I've, I've gone through the military, gone through trying to get through school, you know, uh, college, um, a lot of loss in my life, you know, I've, I've been homeless for about a month, selling t-shirts out of my car just to try and get ahead. I remember during the time I was homeless and I had my business partner that I, we had just started this thing called Greatness Addiction. And uh, we sleeping in the car and we, we didn't have no place like we weren't really making the money at the time in any t-shirts that we were selling We would basically put the money back into the business so we couldn't eat off that so what we would do is that was right around the time cash app had came out and everybody was getting the five dollars to get people to get onto the app Mm -hmm. so every day we we had a mission to get people on the cash app you know so that we could use the five dollars to get the five for five meal from wendy's you know and split it so i've been through a lot and then through everything uh, up until now where I was able to author my first book, I found myself in a a very high-conflict co-parenting situation I had always grown up in a home where you know I, I was raised by my not my biological father but I do call him my dad and my mother so my biological father wasn't in the picture you know so I always vowed to be a present father for my child when that, mm-hmm. when that time came for me uh, so when that time did come unfortunately uh, the woman I was married to things didn't necessarily work out as uh, I had or we had initially thought, and, you know, a lot has His own plans. So, ultimately, after the separation, it wasn't an easy transition into our co-parenting situation. You so, know. when you talk about lived experience, you, that's capital L. That's capital L. Yeah. Exactly. You so, know, we're,
0: we're going to get to this concept of uh, hiccups and healing, because I've never heard this before. So, I, I'm assuming you've coined this phrase. Right. What else I'm hearing, and I know because I know you very well, is, you don't let troubles burden you and get you down. Like, mm-hmm. like, talk about that. Like, how you just, the resilience, the power, the focus.
1: Well, with that, for me, is it's like I have this, a big help that has helped me in being able to overcome the situations that I have found myself in up until this point is what I coined, you know, way back, called the Arrow what Five Stages of Creation, where, I personally believe any individual has the potential to create, whether it be a better situation for themselves, a new job, anything that that it could be. Uh, so when it comes down to it, it takes your thought, it takes your communication, it takes you taking action, and then it takes you being patient, and then you'll end up seeing the manifestation of all the, the work that you've put in. Okay, r- run through that real quick one more time. Uh, so number one would be thought. Mm-hmm. Then you have your communication, you Mm got to communicate it, whether it be writing it out, formulating the ideas, presenting it and talking to somebody else, Mm -hmm. because once you take something from your mind and you implant it into somebody else's mind, that's half the battle of its manifestation. You know, so you communicate it. Now after you communicate it, you have your action, you got to act on it. So now you take it from the, from the mental space and bring it into the physical world. So that's the action piece. So with the action. Action, though It doesn't happen overnight. You have your timing, then you have God's timing. So nothing in the creation process can be done without the input of God, you know. So uh, with that, you have to be patient, patient okay. for the timing to align with what Allah's purpose is for is for you. So after you're patient through your process, then you'll end up seeing the manifestation of the results that you were initially seeking. So that's the final stage is manifestation. Is the final stage is manifestation. Right. So so you have manifested
0: your first book, and, and, and really it's a movement. Right. I mean, people are talking about this. There's a, there's a social media buzz going. Teach us about this movement. Talk to us.
1: Right. So the Hiccups and Healing Movement, I basically had started based on my experience and wanting a space where I could also... That could have helped me in my process, you know. So, Alhamdulillah, I've been able to find success in uh, my co-parenting situation. Whereas I have uh, joint legal custody of my child, I see her every single week, you know, and I'm I'm present, mm-hmm. and I've been able to, I've been able to reserve the respect of her mother, you know, as mm. the father of my child. So, I was able to fight for for my role you know fight for my role oh so uh with that uh you know there was a whole situation where there was a temporary restraining order placed on me and there was simple assault charges pressed against me and I ended up spending a weekend in jail over the situation so so you are the poet of peace, you're in jail for simple assault. For simple assault, exactly. How does that work? Yeah, I mean, that's an oxymoron (laughs) or something, a contradiction. Exactly. You know, so uh, when it came down to it, uh, that was a very hard time myself. Mm -hmm. I never would have thought that uh, uh, me fighting to be a father, a present father, would have landed me in a jail cell. So. Mm in this jail so I'm you know in my head I'm like I'm I'm ready to give up. There's there's no purpose in me it's yeah it's easier, you know. But then it's funny cause uh, initially I was in a cell by myself, you know, with no bed and then they put somebody else in there. And the guy when he came in, you know, I ended up sharing a bit of my story and what landed me there. And then he was like, "No, you gotta, you gotta keep fighting. You gotta keep fighting. You know what <laughs> and, I mean?" In some jail cell, somewhere with no bed, with no bed. You know <laughs> what I mean? So Jimmy the Cricket show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. So you know, at that moment, I'm just, I'm, I'm telling myself, that's, that's a lot speaking to me. You know, so I gotta keep fighting. So once I got out, got my lawyer, I lawyered up. I went out. I pressed harassment in, in defense, not to win the case, but in defense, I had a uh, temporary restraining order on her that was granted and then also harassment charges against this, her. This and is sounding
0: man. really high conflict. It's now.
1: very high
0: conflict. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, both of you guys are pressing charges. I mean, right. I, I don't want to laugh, but it's like it's, I, I can see it. This is real. And so many of our listeners understand what it means to be in high conflict relationships, right? right. High conflict
1: co-parenting. And who suffers in the end exactly exactly The the children and ultimately society as a whole because that's the approach that i i am basically coming to the the field the work through because of the fact that uh the way that i look at it it's like your child is your contribution to society so how that child ends up is how the society is going to turn out. So mm. their actions directly affect what happens in the in the world. Wow. You know, you have school shootings, you have movie theater shootings, you got just mass shootings everywhere. Have happening these days. Gun violence is on the rise. You mm. know what I mean? That's why it's so important for organizations like PNLV, and just looking at that, I feel like if we put a little energy towards supporting co-parents in creating better nurturing better environments for their children, mm-hmm. their children will have direct access to knowing how to be productive citizens. So just saying what's going on in my neighbor's house is my business. Is your business. Because be- it's gonna show up in our in my community. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. You wow. know that's that's how I personally feel that's like, radically different
0: than what we're taught. We're taught to mine our business. We're talking about individualism, with a lot meritocracy. Right, right. And, and
1: what you're saying is like
0: the opposite.
1: One thousand percent because when, when it comes down to it, uh, a lot of people, they talk about it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. You know, but what does that actually look like? Even in co-parenting, uh, a lot of people just believe co-parenting is between two separated parents. But... Two parents in the same household are actually co-parenting as well. Okay. You know, if they're not co-parenting successfully, a child coming into the picture of a relationship could easily lead them to divorce. So they have to establish some form of actual healthy co-parenting in the beginning.
0: So, so healthy co-parenting or the opposite, right? High conflict parenting does not necessarily mean, it doesn't matter if they're together, separated, divorced. You could live in a home together, sleep in the same bed, and have a high-conflict co-parenting
1: relationship. 1,000%. What thousand are the signs? 1,000%. Well, the the signs are individuals not being able to communicate, Mm -hmm. not being able to forgive and holding on to things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just those toxic dynamics, you know, uh, where if there's any abuse, sometimes, you know, you have people putting their hands, like if anybody is ever raising their hands on you Mm -hmm. or to you in a relationship, then that's definitely a sign that things are high conflict. So those are some of those things that, Actually, okay. So, so,
0: so not being able to forgive each other is also a sign. So, it's not only the tension,
1: right? It's what you're carrying day it's in and day out, one thousand percent. Because what you're carrying is is going to come out. That's you right. You know, it's going to come and impact
0: out. your children, and ultimately the world, your community, your family, your and
1: family, ultimately the world. Exactly.
0: You're listening to Let's Talk. I'm Doctor Bats. We're here with Sadie Sadiq Sise talking about hiccups and healing, high conflict co-parenting. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back. Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all the programming you hear possible. Becoming a WDIY member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure WDIY will be here for the next person in our community to discover. Make your membership gift today at 610-694-8100 extension 4 or wdiy.org. We couldn't be here without you. Welcome back to Let's Talk, you're here with Dr. Batts. In the studio we have Sadie Sadiq Cisse, author of Hiccups and Healing, designer of the model, architect of peace. This idea that we can raise our children together, we can raise our children in harmony, we can raise our children to develop and to model the skills of high conflict resolution. Talk to us about the model specifically. What does it take? Where Where, where are we going with this? What do we need to know?
1: Right. So with that being said, within the book, I had coined uh, what I call the Hiccup Manifesto. And it includes a couple of uh, strategies to keep in mind when it comes down to co-parenting. So for one, you have stick to the custody order in that it's very important. A lot of people, they're, they're hesitant or reluctant to go through the court system in that type of situation because of, Once you get to the court, it's automatically high conflict because the court says— Once
0: you get to the court, it's automatically high conflict? It's
1: automatically high conflict Mm. because of the fact that uh, you now have a win-lose situation. Okay. You know, so you have the two parents fighting against each other to see who wins. So that's naturally going to create that. So with that— if you are not getting access to your child, like as a father, if you're, because I'm a father, so I'm speak from the father's point mm-hmm. of view. So if you're a father and you are not getting access to your child the way that you would like, it's important and necessary that you seek out an actual custody order from the court in the jurisdiction of where your child is currently living, so that you can protect your rights as a father, Mm. you know? If you don't have that in place, the mother of the child, she's basically able to do whatever She wants. She doesn't have to give up
0: We come from a community that is kind of court-averse, right?
1: Like, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to walk into the courthouse. We're just Mm -hmm. saying you're going to end up there eventually. Eventually. But, see, that's the dynamic. You either end up there eventually if you want to keep fighting or you end up having another child without their father in their life. You know what I'm saying? So that's the two-sided coin to it. So when it comes down to it, but— on top of the court, there's also organizations like the Price Dynamic out in Minnesota where they also help in mini- mediation. Like okay. if you don't go to the core, you can also work through a mediator, okay. you know, and establish some type of a co-parenting plan mm-hmm. that could basically help you establish your parenting time. But in that, making sure you stick to it, you know, because that order is going to allow you to create a stable environment for your child. So they'll they'll know, all right, every Wednesday I'm gonna see daddy or every this day. So I'm, that
0: consistency breeds like this idea of safety and and
1: right, exactly. Okay. One thousand percent. Okay, I get that. Okay. What's the next up. So the next step is to consider, especially in a high conflict co parenting situation, is parallel parent. So parallel parenting is I can't imagine anyone having conflict with
0: you. Your voice is like so mellow, <laughs> like the next step too. <laughs> right. You know <laughs> so, it,
1: so laid back. All right, parallel parents. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's unfortunate, you know, sometimes people just like vinegar and oil, you know, oil and vinegar. Uh-huh. So, you know, they just, but ultimately I'm still going to just be They make myself. good chips, right? Yeah, they, they do. Chips. They definitely do, you know, <laughs> but that's about it. They that's don't make it. good babies. That's about know? it. All right. Next up. Go right. Ahead. So the, the parallel parenting, that is an alternative to actual co-parenting. Whereas if you can't just work with the individual and they're just completely unworkable and constantly trying to come at you and create, creating a toxic environment for yourself and for your child, then in that case, once you have your court order in place, it's important to ensure that you focus on your time with your child and allow your co-parent to focus on their time with the child. And you don't expect any pictures, any updates, or anything like that. When and you call that parallel parenting. That's parallel parenting. Wow. So you're managing <clears throat> your own space and your time with your child. So that works best when you have a custody order in place. Place. I needed this book about 28 years ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I'm finally... Listen... high conflict how how to manage high conflict parent co-parenting
1: right parallel parenting is one option is one mind your business exactly mind your business and your time you know so and make sure that you just give your child the best of you while she's with you and then worry don't worry about what's on the other side because then that'll allow for the child to have that differentiation between the two parents Mm -hmm. you know and then ultimately they'll be able to decide and know what's right from wrong, more or less. You know what I mean? So that's why that one is very important uh, to consider. So that's
0: number two, next up in the manifesto.
1: Right, exactly. So the next you have keep all communication and writing. You know, when it comes down to high conflict co-parenting situations, You're going to have these disagreements. You're going to have these arguments. You don't want them to be over the phone. You don't want them to be just in person because then you have no proof. And this is what you need when it comes down to working with the courts. They're not just always going to take this person's word for it, that person's word for it. You have to have proof to back up your claim. So with that, documenting everything is so important. And then on top of that, uh, when it comes down to certain disagreements, you can always refer back to any of the information from the past. So this is about what
0: you what you needed, what you wish you had in your times. In your times of high conflict,
1: around. exactly to have this type of guidance to make it just a little bit more easier in yeah. the beginning. But alhamdulillah it's a lot better now, you know. It, 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 ever since I've been able to implement these processes, I've been able to establish the success that's necessary to move in peace.
0: Yeah, so you're not just a theorist. This is, like we said earlier, a lived experience, real-world context expert. I use this every day,
1: you know, and 1,000%. Okay, next up. Yep, so the next is to... Embrace the Biff response. So whenever you are communicating with your actual ex-partner, you want to make sure that your communication is brief, informative, friendly, and firm. So in that, you don't want to have any excessive conversation or anything like that. You want to be brief, informative, friendly, and firm. Okay, so that all of the communication is just quick and easy. You don't have to have any extra conversation or anything like keep that. Keep it simple. You know, just keep it very, very simple to avoid any of the conflict. Okay. Okay. And so... This uh, this sounds simple, but this is not what happens right? Day to day, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's,
0: it definitely does... Because uh, I don't hear you saying yell, hang up, accuse. I don't hear any of that. So you're saying stop all that foolishness, focus on your child, keep it brief, simple...
1: You know, put it in writing, Ex- follow the court order. Exactly, mm-hmm. because once you start going off topic, then emotions start getting involved, right. and you start hitting certain triggers that will start bringing you back into that same toxic yeah. environment. And do, do,
0: do, do you talk in the book about rekindling the relationship? Do not, I mean, <laughs> once you start kissing and hugging, then all kind of stuff pops into uh, it.
1: Right, right. So it, we don't necessarily talk about re- rekindling the relationship mm-hmm. because because it's not so more about trying to bring people it's not about uh bringing a relationship back together because ultimately again you, some people just don't necessarily Oh, i guess i meant
0: not rekindling oh because that's the mistake i see friends of moms make
1: right right yes that's important you know so making sure you have the boundaries you know boundaries. setting your boundaries within yeah. your co-parenting relationship so that you know everything is clear and there's no crossing those boundaries right, and creating right. any type of complicated situation you've been you've done that so that's actually one of the principles is to create those firm boundaries so we mm -hmm. do speak on that in the book and then ultimately really just prioritizing your child's well-being that's what i'm hearing from the whole thing is to put the child at the center of the table exactly because the child is once once you have a child in the situation your relationship don't matter you know like that was never the purpose ultimately so now you have a purpose to work together Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and this isn't something that was given by a a school or as homework they didn't give us this baby you know what I mean to go and take home and practice this is a whole human being that was given to us by God that's a that's a heavy responsibility Mm -hmm. so anything that happens with that child ultimately up until the at a certain age that's on us we're responsible for that any decisions that they make we're responsible for that that's a huge responsibility a huge responsibility so we cannot forget that you know so when we neglect the child and put our emotions first and the fact that we wanted a connection and now it's gone and now we fighting or now we beefing or whatever is <laughs> taking away from ourselves individually is taken away from our child and is taken away from society. Because this is how kids are becoming killers kids are becoming drug dealers kids are joining gangs you know because your their parents aren't able to communicate and ensure that they're working together to give that child the best space you know mm-hmm. even if they have minimal resources in the majority of the books god tells you do not sacrifice your child out of out of fear of poverty because he, he's the most wise and understands that with having that child, there's a strong responsibility that he'll meet you with blessings.
0: You keep you keep going back to your faith. It's clear that your faith is important to you. Right. What do you say to the person that doesn't hold such strong faith when it comes to parenting?
1: Well, in, in that regard, if you don't have a, a strong faith, then it's important to stand on something, you know, at least standing on something because if you don't have that foundation, that you're building yourself up on, how do you expect for your child to have something to be built up on? And it's, it's important, especially during the hard times. If you bear all of the stress, all of the, the all that's going on, you take that all on yourself, it could break you, <laughs> you know, it could break you. So you but, need something
0: to stand on, some kind of support.
1: Yeah, some kind of support. Some kind of North Star. So North Star, you know, to create that purpose for your life, you know, to, okay. to give you the guidance of the purpose of the situation that you're going you, through. You make this sound so easy. What What's
0: the hardest part of it?
1: The hardest part of it is establishing the mindset because while you're going through the high conflict, it's hard for you to say, I don't hate this person. Let me just let me lower my ego for the sake of right. of my child in that. It's just being able to take on a mindset and remembering like your child is ultimately the one that's going to be uh, affected by any type of negativity that goes on so that really is the hardest step once you have the mindset and you have that willpower to do what's necessary to keep the peace no matter what like you'll see results you know in that so just being able to forgive, that's a part of it. That's, a hard one, that's the hardest one. Man. You know, being able to forgive, that is the key to being able to establish keeping that peace, you know, and there, having a the mindset. There are whole
0: books written on forgiveness. Wars have been fought due to lack of forgiveness, man. And mm. there are lots of children living in high conflict co parenting models because of inability to forgive. Right. Where does that come from? How do we do that? I mean, quickly let us know. A couple steps to forgiveness.
1: A couple of steps to forgiveness. Well, one, I would say forgive yourself for making the decision to put yourself in this situation. Mm-hmm. So you would not have ended up in a co parenting situation. Had you not made the decision to have sexual intercourse or marry the woman that you're with, that you're or man or man that yeah. you that you were with, you yep. know, so you got to forgive yourself, Forgive yourself, you that's know, probably the hardest. That's the hardest part, you yeah. know, because you want to place the blame on the next person. But once you can take the blame away from them and, and blame yourself. You've met half the battle, you know. Okay. So when you forgive yourself, naturally it'll it'll reflect into forgiving the other person.
0: Okay. How do we reach you? We're gonna close out. How do our listeners find you, learn more about you? want we'll learn about the model?
1: Of course. So you can find us on TikTok, YouTube. We have our podcast on YouTube, Hiccup and Heal. So that's H-I-C-C-U-P and A-N-D heal. H-E-A-L. And that's across all platforms. TikTok. TikTok, Instagram. You dancing Instagram. on TikTok? No, we just posting the clips from the conversations <laughs> that we have.
0: I, I just keep hearing about, you know, people doing dances and stuff on TikTok.
1: Right, right. Okay. But it seems like, you know, there's a lot of people that go to TikTok for certain research and stuff like that. Okay, almost I, I like might YouTube. need to get on TikTok. Then. Right, yeah. So, In closing, anything you want to add? Uh, in closing, I just want to say... High-conflict co-parenting is the enemy, not your co-parent. Look at that as a way to kind of change your thinking and how you see your co-parent. Try to work together to manifest the best environment for your child because ultimately that will benefit you, your co-parent, your child, and society. That is your contribution. And if you're a father looking to give up and you're, you're, you're just finding it way too difficult, do not. Don't give up. Keep fighting because I personally believe fathers walking away is the biggest, one of the biggest contributors to the pain and the hurt that our society is seeing today. Uh-huh. You know, so when we have healthy father figures In a child's life, we have better results for the people that occupy a space. So as fathers, we got to continue to empower one another, continue to support one another, and continue to push forward for the sake of our children. And continue to manifest. And continue to manifest. We're here
0: with Sadie Sadiq Cissé. Thank you, brother, for sharing your wisdom, for sharing your time, for sharing the space with us. You're here with Dr. Batts. You've been listening to Lex Talk. Until next
1: time. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dr. Bass. Peace.
0: If you enjoyed this program, please go to WDIY.org or the WDIY app to share or become a WDIY member.